Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we wanted to talk today some more about boundaries. Yes. So we talked about this before. Mm -hmm. In preparing for future podcasts, we have so much more that we want to say around boundaries that we want to do a follow-up. We're probably going to have 800 episodes on this eventually. (laughs) A whole episode. This is... (laughs) It's such a critical piece that we don't talk a lot about, that a lot of people don't understand the whole right. ramifications of or how to do it. And so there's just so much critical information about that, about boundaries. So we there just is. thought, gosh, we just touched on it. I mean, we, I think we talked last time and said, this is just our little like brief. Light. Boundaries light. Boundaries light. That's what you called it. Yes. And probably this is the one subject we get the most questions on. Yes. When couples come in, especially women in betrayal, mm-hmm. boundaries is always something that we have to review mm-hmm. and make sure they understand it well. Mm-hmm. And so boundaries light was an intro. Yes. But we do want to talk more about it. Yeah. And with examples. And have some examples and, and not just examples around betrayal trauma, but examples around every aspect of life, because this is, this is huge. And a lot of times we think about, like I've had clients that were, where they haven't been a boundary person before. We're really, really focusing on this concept and they come in and they're kind of like, you know, their hands are in their hair and they're just like, I, this is just crazy. Like I'm trying to set these boundaries with over here and over here and over here and like in all these different places in my life, I'm realizing I've got to do this with this person, this person, this person, this situation, this situation. And it feels really overwhelming. And we just kind of have this conversation and we come back and I say, hey, look, actually, you're not doing work in all of those areas. You're mm-hmm. not going to be setting boundaries in all those areas. Right. Like that feels overwhelming. Actually, what you're doing is just setting boundaries in and of yourself. Like this is it's one thing and then that affects everything else. Right. And that can feel a lot more, you know, (laughs) relieving when you're in those situations where you're like, I haven't been a boundary person and I have like my whole life is unboundaried. That feels really overwhelming to try to navigate and tackle. But if you can set that in and of yourself, like I am a boundary person, this is what's appropriate for me in my life and the interactions that I have, like this is how I choose to be treated. And this, like I expect respect from other people. Um, and I am going to respect other people. And that's where this all stems. That's what boundaries are. It's the distance at which you can respect yourself and others simultaneously in the distance at which you can love yourself and others simultaneously. It really does. If you can kind of focus on where you are rather than, Oh my goodness, I'm seeing all the things out there. 
it's going to help you. I, I, I think just like really everything in life, right? When we're kind of out there and we're trying to manage what's going on out there, then it gets overwhelming. Well, it gets overwhelming because we're out of control. Yes. We can't control everything out there. Yes. And so we always feel like we're behind the eight ball and trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. So boundaried self, not boundaried everybody else. Yes. So... One of uh, David's great little phrases that we want to start with, um, I love, because it helps us to stay in that place of understanding, this is about me. It's not about what I'm trying to make you do or trying to make sure happens in the situation so that I feel okay. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that in a minute, a little bit more, but... Um, I think this is a great phrase to use as you're trying to implement boundaries or understand how do I communicate my boundary in a way where I'm in a good place. I'm coming from that good place. Yeah. So tell us about this, David. So it always helps to have phrases that Mm -hmm. hold boundaries that you can memorize and just think a lot about. And if you have the wording, it can help to get you used to boundaries and using boundaries. And applying them in an appropriate way. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. So I language is important. We've talked about language before. The words we use, the words we choose to use make a difference. Yes. For example, something as simple as I am fat versus I have fat. Yes. Will make a big difference in how you approach that. Huge. You can so just feel it. Words are important. And here's a phrase that I really like for couples to use when they're trying to set boundaries and we're talking about boundaries and their needs aren't being met. So the blank, we'll talk about the blanks, but yes. here's the phrase. <laughs> here's a, we might have to repeat it two or three times <laughs> with the blanks so that you kind of get a, a handle on it because there's a lot of blanks in here. Yeah, there's, there's four blanks. <laughs> but it starts... In, in a sentence. In a sentence. It starts with, you're identifying your needs. So I need blank. If you choose to blank, then I'm choosing to blank until blank. <laughs> So that's the phrase, but let me fill it's in those blanks. It's easier if you can see it, right? It makes a lot of sense if you could see it. Yeah, but. if you write it down, it'll make more sense. So say it again. I need blank. If you choose to blank, then I'm choosing to blank until blank. So now that you've heard that a couple of times, you can kind of Rewind that a little bit and and write it down and we'll give you a bunch of examples so you'll hear it with with, uh, some blanks filled in so that you can um, kind of understand the concept instead of it being kind of this crazy, crazy blanked space out. (laughs) Blanked out. Using that word way too much blank. Yes. Here's here's a common scenario. Redacted. (laughs) Yeah. I need to feel safe in this relationship and that you're working recovery. If you choose to act out and not follow through on consequences, then I'm choosing not to be with you during our downtime in the evenings or to not stay in the same bedroom with you Mm -hmm. until you follow through on the consequences. Yeah. There's a common example. So in other words, let's say I'm the addict and I looked at porn We have a consequence that if I do that, I write you a letter because consequences are meant to be connecting and to be enlightening and to be helpful and not certainly as some punitive thing that they just feel terrible for. But 
It's or, always going to be hard either to, way. to create space. Right. So I have a consequence that if I look at porn, then I'm going to write a letter about why I'm trying to recover, what's important to me, mm. what I'm hoping to accomplish. If, though, I don't write that letter because I don't want to or I'm just not taking the process very seriously, that jeopardizes our relationship. Because right. in order for you to feel like maybe I'm going to beat this thing, you have to see me working on it. Mm-hmm. This is important. So if you're not seeing me work on it, it can't just be you need to do this. Remember, that's not a boundary. A boundary is you make a choice and I make a choice. And so it can't be, hey, this is really hard for me that you're not doing any of the stuff we talked about. Well, I'm sorry it's hard for you. I'll try to do better. Well, what if I don't do anything different, right? Mm -hmm. So there has to be a way for you to say, hey, this is what I need in the relationship. If you choose to do this or to not do this, then I'm making a choice too. And I know that our downtime in the evenings is really important. So we get the kids to bed and now we can watch a show or we can talk or we can um, read something together. Mm -hmm. It's just really high quality time. It's like our favorite time of the day, right? But if I'm not going to follow through on the consequences, then you may choose not to spend that downtime with me. And that's going to affect me. I'm not going to like that. And that's why I like that I'm choosing to blank until blank. It's not just, well, then you're out. You're out of the bedroom. We're not going to spend time together. It's until you do write me that letter, until you you do demonstrate demonstrate some things, Mm -hmm. then I want to have that downtime with you. And this is hard for me because I want that time together. And when you're making those choices, it just, it's sad. Mm -hmm. Like it hurts me that we can't be together. So yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. So let's do another one. I'm trying to think of some ones that go back to our boundary, uh, or sorry, our trust discussion, um, episodes that we did where we said, Hey, some of these are, you know, you might need to work with a therapist to really make sure that you understand, um, some of the options that you have on some of those consequences. And it helps to think of situations that are just hard in the relationship because somewhere in that hard situation, there's an unmet need. Right. And so it could be fighting. It could be not seeing eye to eye with parenting. Mm -hmm. It could be, um, a lot of different things. It could so let's just throw some of those in there. Like I need to feel like we're united as parents. Uh-huh. If you choose to go behind my back with the kids and go against something we've already decided together that we were going to do, then I'm going to choose to not, you know, spend downtime together or I'm going to choose to... What else? What are other options? This is this is the tricky part is you really have to sit down and kind of think through mm-hmm. because oftentimes we go to uh, when we're setting boundaries, especially if, the, if especially if it's a really new thing or it's a new concept we haven't really thought about in a specific situation. We'll go to all or nothing thinking right. like either we have to get divorced or I have <laughs> to just let you do whatever it is right. for eternity. Right, right. right. Yeah, and you have more choices than you think once you really start to break it down. So yes, brainstorming is a good idea. I'm choosing to have a family council. I'm choosing to um, spend time with you and talk about parenting. I'm choosing to uh, do a study course on the power of positive parenting or mm-hmm. uh, something like that, and I'm going to ask you to participate. Um, you have options, and mm-hmm. that's 
that's your power. Again, that's the boundary part, right? Because otherwise, if they're doing something that you don't like or isn't effective and you're not doing anything except you're upset, your, your upset alone isn't probably going to change their behavior. Well, and again, with boundaries, it's not about like fixing them. It's about making sure that you have what you need too, right? So if you're upset, there's a reason, right? Your feelings Mm -hmm. are always telling you something important. Usually anger and upset revolve either, um, it can, it can involve a couple of different things, but in, in my experience, usually that is related to that there's a need not being met or a boundary that needs to be set, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not like, you did something, you need to fix things so that I can be okay. It's, oh, I need to set a boundary here. Like, it's my responsibility to teach people how to treat me. Mm-hmm. So I need to set the boundary here and, right. um, and, and express that. So the anger isn't intended to be acted on by itself or to be stewed in or sat in or, you know, this is, you know, like, oh, And again, sometimes we will use that to try to manipulate the other person. Like if I get angry enough, they're going to see how upset I am and then they're going to change what they're doing, right? Right. But then that's just this manipulative space where we're trying to change or fix someone else instead of focusing on, okay, feelings are information. Mm -hmm. So what's my feelings telling me? Oh, I need a boundary here. I'm not being treated very respectfully. Right. And so then we implement, you know, this type of thing. We don't sit in the anger because all that's doing is just nothing really. Like Cause we're not, we're not able to progress and we're trying to wait on someone else to figure something else out so mm-hmm. that they will then do something that makes us feel better. Right. Right. So the until in that, you know, might look like until you have a conversation with me and follow through and, you know, these different kinds of things like. Until it, you demonstrate in some way that we are united again, right? So I need unity as a parent with our children. If you choose to not discipline them the way we've talked about, if you choose not to um, support me in what we're trying to do, if you choose to straight up go against it and give them things or act in ways Mm -hmm. that we've already talked about, then I'm choosing to pull away, slow down, uh, get help, maybe bring third-party help in, Maybe right. get a study course until I see things or... or therapy until I see you more motivated, more engaged, uh, more involved, following through. Following through. Mm-hmm. The hard part a lot of times with these is you're going to have to do something and it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to hold boundaries because I do want to just relax and I don't want to separate for downtime or uh, I do want to be together Yeah. and I I do want to do certain things. So... Sometimes that's the hardest part of this is we just don't have the energy to hold the boundary. But I think we can be creative in the boundaries and try to make it easier. And also, remember, we've talked about before this, do you want to live on the front end or the back end of your life, right? Right. Because you're going to put the energy into the front end of actually setting and holding the boundary, or do you want to expend the same amount of energy forever dealing with not having what you need? (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's one example. I can't remember the other one that you had mentioned. Uh, I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a good one too. We can just do one on that. And it can be as simple as I need, uh, I need kindness. 
I need compassion. Oh, yes, I need that's love. one of the ones I was thinking of. Yeah. If you choose to yell at me, then I'm choosing to remove myself from the situation until you calm down and can apologize or until, whatever. Yeah. Until you can demonstrate that you know how I feel, that my feelings are important to you until you have remorse and empathy and understanding. Mm-hmm. Completely appropriate. I mean, how often yes. would we really hurt someone's feelings if they were holding those boundaries with us? Because we're right. not trying to hurt the people that we love. Right. It's just old patterns. It's things we've done for a long time that's less effective. And so if we had loved ones actually identifying, hey, that hurts my feelings. Yes. I need I need compassion. I need love. I need acceptance. Yes. Uh, if you choose to hurt my feelings, be mean to me, yell at me, mm-hmm. then I'm choosing time and space. And that will look like, you know, yeah. maybe yes. I'm out of the house more. Uh, maybe you're out of the bedroom, you know, there's different options there until, and I like the until part because it's not just a final, you know, you're saying that nebulous, you're not doing what I want that could whenever. Yeah. It's like, here's what I need until you recognize, until you're remorseful, until you understand how hard this is for me or why this would be hard. Yeah. And that's a Maybe great empathy invitation. Maybe skills building uh-huh. conversation. Empathy skills building. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yes. And, and on the flip side, like one that I use a lot with, um, with people is I'm willing to, I'm willing to hear your commentary, your criticism, your, or like whatever it is that you want to share, if you can do so in a respectful, when you can do so in a respectful way. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of the same thing. You just say it slightly differently. And, and that way is in a, in a positive way. Like Mm -hmm. I am, I'm very willing to engage with you about this. As long as you can respectfully deliver that message and not yell at me or call me names or demean me um, in the process. And, and yep. then, again, you need those I'm choosing to. You know, I will remove myself from the conversation. I will leave the room if I need to. I will, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is um, until you until. can communicate with me respectfully. Awesome. I love it. And you're going to have to manage your own emotions because you can't pull this off yes. if you're unregulated. And so you might need right. to take a minute and calm down and breathe and do some affirmations and mm-hmm. check the facts like we've talked about mm-hmm. where, you know, you remind yourself you have nothing really to lose, that you're still okay. Your story ends well. Yeah. And so let's set that boundary and share yes. what that boundary is. Because the second that you act out of your anger then you're also, your side of the street is no longer clean, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not acting respectfully towards right. others. Right. Right. So that's an issue that you have to just be super aware of. And the cool thing is, is the more that you set boundaries, the more that you recognize early on, like, oh, I'm feeling anger inside, start to bubble up. Okay. What's going on? Oh, I need a boundary here because this person's not treating me well. Or, you know, whatever it is, it's usually, you know, this person's not treating me well, but there can be a million situations from being, you know, on the freeway and someone cutting you off to being in a meeting to, you know, being at home with kids and, um, and they're upset with you or acting like, you know, kids are as their job is to push boundaries and figure out where the limits are. (laughs) Right. Right. So they understand where safety is. So there's all of these different ways that that can happen in your life. And so if you start noticing those nuances of your emotions and what's going on for you, then you can quickly start to be able to more quickly catch that and say, Oh, you know, I'm not going to explode. I'm like, Oh, I can feel that rising. Oh, I, 
what do I, what's going on? Oh, I need a boundary around this. And then you set the boundary when you've taken care of it, the feeling is no longer necessary, right? The feeling is there to give you information, right? So the second you've taken care of it, the feeling is no longer necessary and that can be let go of. And so when you first start setting boundaries, yes, it's going to be, you're going to be really struggling. You're going to get angry. Your side of the street is not going to be clean (laughs) and you have to, you know, fix that as well. Go right? figure, right? Holding mm-hmm. boundaries means you've got to organize your Hold life. Your own boundaries in, in better order. Yeah. Yes, and then, and then it becomes easier over time where you don't ex- get to that accelerated point mm-hmm. or that really heightened point because you've recognized. So you're more able to regulate yourself and recognize because the boundary then is it does the work like that's right. usually how i explain it is the boundary does the work and then you don't have to get upset right. let the boundary do the heavy lifting yes and then you don't have to worry about getting your side of the street dirty because you've recognized you've taken care of it so that feeling is no longer necessary yes so this is just it's a really critical piece that we start because the second that you get really angry and you, okay, not the anger part, that's important, but the second you act on the anger, if you explode and you yell, you know, any of that, that now your side of the street is no longer clean. Right. And that is something that you have to take care of. And you don't want them to get distracted by your emotionality and not listen to the message. And this is important. You don't want the target to move from what they're doing to look how unreasonable you are. Look at how reactive you are. Look at how, and now that's Mm -hmm. the conversation is how you're out of control. You want to keep the target on the issue, on their behavior, on whatever is happening as much as you can. And when you lose control and when your emotions um, get really loud and really aggressive on those emotions then it's too easy to get distracted Mm -hmm. it's too easy for them to deflect to well look at you yeah so we don't want to do that and more and and even so this is like an external thing right like you don't want them to get distracted and stay away from them you know the actual message and the issue but truly if you know you take it to that next level of being that loving person mm-hmm. who is a response who's responsible for themselves and who is respectful of others and keeps their side of the street clean like ultimately what it comes down is you don't want to be the person that is getting your mess on other people right right you want to be able to keep your side of the street clean and a lot of people get really irritated by that like oh well i got angry because they did that and it's like no (laughs) there's your internal boundary like your side of the street's no longer clean and you have to be able to regulate that and so that's why you set boundaries because when you are setting boundaries and you're recognizing what your feelings and emotions are telling you then that's just gone it's just completely gone and this is fabulous with kids too because um you don't have to get mad at your kids. Like the boundary and their own responsibility and all of that becomes the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. And when they try to get angry with you about it, you can just point them back to their choices, their boundary, all of that. And it makes it, what that also does is with the anger gone and the boundary set in place, um, it gives you the ability to have empathy. Mm -hmm. you really can't step into a place of empathy 
if you have no boundaries. <laughs> it's a mess. Right. It's a complete and utter mess, train wreck. But when you have those boundaries in place, suddenly you have space now to be empathetic to their situation, mm-hmm. which is wonderful in a relationship, uh, a marital relationship. It's also, I love it with my kids mm-hmm. to be able to have the boundary. And then they're like, well, about this. I'm like, that feels so hard. And I can actually feel the empathy. Like that would be really hard. This is a hard decision, a hard situation for you. Like, what mm-hmm. are you going to choose to do about that? Mm-hmm. Where it's not about mom, it's your job to rescue me or I can do whatever I want and then get mad, you know? Right. Cause kids do that. It changes the whole dynamic and puts the responsibility where it's appropriate for it to be. And that's why, it gets distracting when you get angry in this situation because now you now have some responsibility that you need to fix here, right? right? And so there's just all of these fabulous nuances and benefits to mm. having boundaries and implementing them in that healthy way. Yep. So let's talk about some examples of situations where you might need to implement some boundaries and what that might look like. And, um, and then we'll save some of this other stuff that we have. We've got a, a whole list here. <laughs> We're not even going to get to, we'll get to about part of it, small part of it. And this is our cut down list. So again, this boundaries concept is so important and critical. It is. Uh, and there's so much to talk about with it. Uh, so let's give uh, some random examples that may not necessarily have to do with sex addiction. And a version of this, I guess we'll maybe like adjust it just a little bit. Uh, it happened to my, my sister this week with her neighbors who were doing some landscaping. My sister has a new house um, that they've just bought. I mean, it's, it's not brand new. It's new to them, I guess. And there is a strip along, around the, the entire back of their house and around the side of their house that is not landscaped. So it's, you know, just, it's just weeded and they're trying to decide what they want to do with that. Well, their neighbors are doing some landscaping and, um, the, on the other side. So if you can imagine in your house, you've got their, the neighbor's house and then their house and then this strip of undeveloped, unlandscaped land that then connected to the lands, unlandscaped land across the back. So I've got this strip across the back and then this chunk on the side. So the neighbors were landscaping and they had landscapers there. And the landscapers just took their little cat, their little machine, and just drove it right through the my sister's property around from the, the street up to the back and all the way across the back of her property and into theirs. Cause it was just more convenient to do that. And she's got small children and they haven't had a chance to fence cause they just moved in. And that was obviously really concerning to her to look out her, her back window and see somebody just driving across her property. And so there's a couple of things that you can do at that point, right? You can do nothing, which is on the one end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. right? But what are some of the different options she could have in that situation, right? She can 
go out and inform them and say, Hey, look, you're on my property. You, this is, I'm not okay with it or I am okay with it. And, um, one of her things that she was saying was, well, I, I actually probably wouldn't mind if they had asked me. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And oftentimes those, that's what happens is, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily mind if they had just said something, but now this is like totally unacceptable. Right. So it's not, um, so what, so what do I do about that? So what are some of the options that she can have? She can go out and inform them. Hey, this is, this is my property. And either you can't use it, you can if you were to ask me, or maybe you were like, well, you could have used it if you had asked me, but now <laughs> I'm, that's, if you're not going to be respectful in the first place, like that's not okay with me, right? So you can have some of those conversations. Uh, legally speaking, she can actually also just call the police at that point. They're trespassing. Because they're trespassing, right? And legally, they don't have permission to be on the property anyway, simply because they didn't get it, right? It wasn't necessary. It's not even necessarily her responsibility to post that right. information and say, oh, you know, I, I have to let you know before it's trespassing. It's actually just trespassing. So yep. she can call the police at that point. Um, she can let them know, hey, if you don't get off of my property, then I will call the police uh, because this is trespassing. So she can give them a warning if she feels like it, right? That's another option. Uh, she can look on the side of the truck and see what the company is and call the company and say, hey, look, this is really unacceptable for you know, you, your workers to just trespass on people's property without informing, you know, or asking permission or anything like that. Right. Right. Um, she can, you know, report the company to the better business bureau or, you know, you know, just all these different things that you can do. So there's tons of options there and you can decide within that framework, what feels the best for you. Uh, oftentimes what happens when we set boundaries is we may set a, a more, a less limited boundary. And then if people don't respect that, then you may have to step that up to a more limited boundary. Right. So maybe initially you would go out and say, Hey, this is my property. And I would appreciate if you didn't uh, go onto it without asking. Right. And then maybe they keep doing it. And then at that point you're like, okay, well, I've set that boundary. They're still, you know, that consequence was not sufficient for them to be respectful uh, and law-abiding citizens. And so now I'm going to take it to this level, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So that's an example. Um, and we've, I think we've talked about some other examples with... We've done a couple of examples up here. Yeah. With our I need. Um, so let's do one more. A quick boundary uh, example, and we're just going to, we'll put out a whole bunch of examples. Every time we talk about boundaries, we're going to give you other examples. Uh, This one is a a physical boundary, and it's something that can happen with even small children. You know, it can be something that you teach small children, the respect for other people's bodies and boundaries. Uh, But oftentimes, I've seen this many times with uh, college-age students where a uh, in fact, I've talked about this a couple of times uh, in the last two weeks with clients and other people where someone will 
this example happened with my sister uh, this week where someone was poking her. She's in college. She's, uh, and another, a guy came up and was poking her just like chat with her and just like poking her and she didn't really like it kind of hurt. And so she asked him to stop and he didn't stop. And he kind of like laughed it off like, haha, that's funny. And then like, kind of like, haha, you, you don't want me to do this anymore. So I'm going to do it again. Almost like teasing now. Yes. It's kind of teasing. And so she, he kept poking her and like hard in the same spot. And she said, no, I, I really don't like that. Please don't. And he continued to do it. And so she kind of removed herself and she kind of went somewhere else. And then they ended up in the same group a little later and he just kept touching her. At one point he like put his hand on her thigh and she, she said, I instantly thought, okay, I need to set a stronger boundary here. What's the stronger boundary I need to set? And she said, internally, I just said, I choose not to spend time with or give my attention to people who, uh, aren't respectful of my space. And so I think, actually, I think she had set that before she moved to the next group. And so she said, okay, I'm just going to remove myself from the group, which I loved that boundary because so many times we think we have to say these boundaries out loud, but this is boundaries are about you. And so just internally, she said, I'm not going to give my time or attention or, you know, any of that to someone who's not going to be respectful of my personal space. And so she left and went to a different group and eventually he ended up there and again had touched her and, so she's like, okay, that was this, you know, a less invasive boundary. Now we're going to step it up because he's not being respectful. And she just turned to him and said, please don't touch me. I really don't want to be touched today. And he laughed at her and said, uh, you know, it's not, and she said, no, I really don't want to be touched today. Please don't. And he said, well, I'm just kind of a person that talks with my hands and I'm just, you know, I just kind of do that kind of thing. And so that's just kind of who I am. Right. And she just, and she said, okay, I don't want to be touched. Please don't touch me. And it ended up where I know that, you know, as a, as a person, she would have continued to set stronger and stronger boundaries. And this one ended up, uh, shifting the perspective of things because other people in the circle then got involved of the people that are in the group and we're like, wow, that's really cool. Way to go to set that boundary. And if you just don't want to be touched and, <clears throat> and it was able to be resolved that way, but he continued to push through and continued to tell her that her physical boundaries were not acceptable and that he should get to do whatever he wants. And so sometimes you have that in your life where someone just, is not willing to respect that. disregard it. Yes. And sometimes it takes outside, you know, people or she would have absolutely continued to set a boundary um, and even escalated that to whoever needed to know if he wasn't going to be willing to. But these are important. It's okay for us to have our own boundaries, what physical boundaries, what we think is okay for how people to interact with us Mm -hmm. physically. And... Sometimes we, especially women, are kind of taught to not, you know, oh, you know, not really say anything. But you get to have those boundaries. And it doesn't really matter if someone else has, you know, this, this is just who I am. I just like (laughs) touch people when I talk to them. And it's like, okay, well, then maybe what you need to do 
is take a step back from me so that you can't actually reach me when you're talking with your hands. Or I'm going to take, then I'm going to take a step back from you right? so you can't touch me. Please don't come closer to me. You know, you just continue to set those, those boundaries further and further. And that's a totally acceptable thing. Yeah. I think we all have people in our lives who have a different idea of personal space mm-hmm. and they can get too close for comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but their natural way of doing things, uh, is not more important than your comfort yes. and what you want. And for so your own body boundaries okay. absolutely help with that. Yes. And we'll come back and do more on that, I'm sure, in the future. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.